0: Thunder Drug podcast network
1: I earned my boating license at 14 years old way before I ever got my driving license because that's the law in Maryland I spent a lot of time on the water my dad my grandpa they all used to take me out fishing crabbing all on the Chesapeake Bay and in all the tributaries that run to it my grandfather used to live on a little creek And I would take that boat out into the Chesapeake Bay and drop a line. One day, I was kind of near a log, near some overhanging trees, and I'm about to cast a rod out. And when I did, the snake came slithering out on the top of the water. He came out of the brush, slithering sideways. And it was like my own little personal sea serpent. A curioso is someone who inquires into esoteric matters, a collector of knowledge. Curioso, Joe, you old scurvy dog! (coughs) What? 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 I don't know. We were just—I felt like we were on the ocean, feeling the ocean breeze. Put that, put that shell to your ear. (laughs) <laughs> Good, that's so loud. <laughs> and you can hear the sweet ocean breeze. Or it might be my deodorant. I'm not I'm not really sure. <laughs> An old man or something. Joe, yeah. today we're going to discuss sea serpents. Sea serpents. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sea
0: sea serpents. I don't even know what, what you're trying to go for sea, with that one. Sea serpents.
1: Ser, ser- Serpents, yes. Sea serpents. <laughs> ah, sea serpents. No. What do you What do you know about sea serpents, Joe?
0: Serpent. Like from uh, Alice in Wonderland. That kind of like the Jabberwocky. No, no. The the bird. Remember, she goes up in the tree and she calls Alice a serpent. Uh, serpent,
1: serpent. Do not remember that, actually, but uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Okay.
0: So sea serpents is what, Cryptozoological, right? Serpents. Serpent Serpents.
1: <laughs> I would say that they would be cryptozoological, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, would,
0: I think they would have to be. You know? They're in the, the same boat.
1: Good pun, Joe. <laughs> as, Good one. As,
0: you know, uh, Pegasi werewolves, gremlins, you know, things of
1: that ilk. The coelacanth? No. No, what? the coelacanth what? was actually real. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you saying that sea serpents aren't? Because I would venture to say that you might be wrong about that. So sea serpents,
0: as you would say, uh, that in my brain denotes that it's
1: serpent-like. I I would eventually.
0: yeah sure. Okay, uh, so— Doing some of this research, uh, sea monster, mm-hmm. possibly
1: uh, sea creature doesn't really. Have you, have you ever? Wa- you ever watched the show River Monsters? Yeah, with that guy. And yeah, that guy. Kid, oh, that guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Sorry, I'm just. It makes me think. Like, so we say sea serpents, but it doesn't have to necessarily be the sea. Mm-hmm. They can also be in lakes and rivers and things like that. But usually, like, they're not. Really fish-like, which seem a little bit more compact than the than the serpent, the long snake-like mm-hmm. or you know what I mean, or, right. or eel-like creature. Yeah, which would be more of a sea serpent.
0: Yeah, but and you're also talking uh, dragon-like. Yeah, yeah dragon-like. <laughs> That's my uh, dragon noise. <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty bad. Sorry. Dragon noise. Well, all right. Um, sea serpent. <laughs> sea serpent. You're also talking from the perspective of someone usually on a boat.
1: Uh, typically, there uh-huh. are some sightings of sea serpents from the shore, right? As well,
0: but nary a uh, sighting in the water.
1: They, they in the water in the water. I don't. I don't even know what kind of accent I'm trying to affect. I, I don't really. I'm am, just coming up with my own at this point. Okay, yeah. Because I can't actually make a real. That's one happen. better. That way you won't piss anybody off. Yeah, this is serpent,
0: right? So the usually it's usually a mythological or legendary marine animal that traditionally resembles a snake-like creature. Throughout history, there have been sightings. Going back to the beginning, there are hieroglyphs and petroglyphs and, uh, you know, what's his name? Radcliffe from the Harry Potter movies. All those kind of glyphs. What? I don't you're know. Doing, you're, you're, I'm just going. You're reaching. You're I'm reaching going, for the stars, Joe. I'm just going Re- with the
1: glyph. Reaching for the depths. The glyph part. Well, uh, I mean, you. of course, you have uh, the legendary Hydra. Mm-hmm. Who was that? That was... Uh, Per- Perseus fought him, right? Yes. Or was that Herc? Is that Herc? <laughs>
0: Hercules? It, I think they've all kind of taken a turn on the
1: Hydra. The, on the Hydra? Yeah. Okay. Well, the many-headed beast. I don't. I think that really more lived in a swamp. Okay. That would be like a swamp serpent. Swampant? A swampant. Okay. That's, but I'm saying that the, the Hydra supposedly lived in a swamp, mm-hmm. so it's really not a sea serpent. But I think you know, that is the many headed sea serpent, which is you right, know.
0: but it's also dragon like. Right? Yeah. Yeah. In Old Testament, God battled a monster called the Leviathan. Really? Uh-huh. Or he was also could also be called Rehab. It's spelled exact same way. Really? Yes. Uh Leviathan, the name I said,
1: No, no, no. <laughs>
0: right. Leviathan the name can also be a general dragon-like sea monster. So depending on the era, the time, the place, you could say there, there's a dragon in the, in, the, in the water, in the ocean, mm-hmm. or a serpent, or monster. Any one of those terms was probably used throughout time. And Leviathan pretty much became synonymous with giant, unknown creature from the deep.
1: That's, that is exactly how I would describe Leviathan, mm-hmm. a giant unknown creature from the deep. Right. You know, I mean, it, I, would, I would also venture to say that Leviathans and, and things like that, that, you know, sea serpents, <laughs> they very much make me think also of uh, Cthulhu a little bit. Yes. Right? Yeah. And he is another Leviathan from the deep.
0: Right, right.
1: Just bringing that up. I, touching I, those I, notes, Joe. touching I agree. those Touching those callbacks.
0: Babylonian literature also has a battle between the god Marduk and the multi-headed serpent-like dragon Tiamat.
1: Okay, I've heard of Tiamat before, too. Mm -hmm. Tiamat? Tiamat. Tiamat? Tiamat. Tiamat. Tiamut? Tiamut. Marduk? (laughs) He's a mutt. (laughs) Marmaduk. He was just a big red dog, I think. Right. No, wait, that was Clifford. I'm really going on tangents here. I apologize. Back to the sea serpents. In the Hittite myth... There was the weather
0: god Set, S E T, Set. Yes. Who was victorious over Ilyuliankas, a sea dragon. Really? Mm hmm.
1: Okay, so I always, yes, yeah, Set, I always think of with, is he Egyptian? Uh,
0: yeah, there's a couple of crossovers. He can, he's called a bunch of different things, but the one yeah. I like is Set. Yeah. Um, it, it always reminds me of uh, Thalsa Doom from the Conan. Books and films, because mm. yeah. he was a a follower of Set, and yeah. Set in there was a giant effing snake.
1: Yeah, and uh, Set also exists in the Marvel comics universe. Really? Yeah his his most avid follower is called Seth. And, Seth. Yeah, S E T H. Okay. And he like has one hand, and he wears like a big like cow with a big snake on the top. You know what I mean? Kind of okay. like a. It makes me reminds me of like one of the old. Like Mm He-Man guys. He looks very much like that. Like man in arms or Kind of Cobra sort of thing that sticks up over his head, you know? So Cobra Commander! (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying he, yeah, Seth, uh, he would try to bring Seth about. So, Joe, since we were talking about the mythological creatures, I also have a a few Native American ones. Mm. So uh, the tribal affiliation for this is the Blackfoot. Mm Mm-hmm. And the name of it is the big water snake. Uh, there's also other names known as the horn snake, the water monster, the horn monster, the great serpent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is a underwater horned type of serpent. Okay, he, uh, he's in a lot of Algonquin tribe legends. But it's the the big water snake. It's you know literal translation is its Blackfoot name. Uh, if you want me to, do you really want me to try to pronounce it? Try it. it. <laughs> oh man, this is awful. Omaha koi soy ikitsu in ina. Whew, that was that was that go. was a little rough. Good job. So that's Golf the big, Yeah, thank you. That was the big water snake. Uh, they're a dan- dangerous man-eating creature known for lurking in lakes and rivers and attacking unwary of traver- travelers. Their sworn enemies. Mm-hmm. You'll love, love this. Is the thunderbird? Damn right. Who can kill them with bolts of thunder? Yeah. Despite their fearsome appearance and deadly behavior towards humans, uh they are respected spirit beings. Okay. So, and this is very similar also to another one that we had talked about during the Thunderbird episode, which mm-hmm. is the water panther or the water lynx, which is a powerful mythological creature, something like a cross between a cougar and a dragon. Mm. The water panther is a dangerous monster that lives in deep water and causes men and women to drown. The legend of some tribes describe the water panther as the size of a real lynx or a mountain lion, while in others the beast is gigantic, enormous. Right, right. So the water panther has a very long prehensile tail, which is often said to to be made of copper. What? Yeah, and it also copper. I, I don't know. Copper gets all it's in the water. Well, it's I'm sure it's beautiful underneath of the water, but it's also oh, okay. long and prehensile, and the idea is is that they can reach up onto the shores and pull you under with it. Oh, so, gotcha. Okay. Uh, now, details of the monster vary from community to community, but in many stories, water panthers are described as furry with either horns or deer antlers and sharp, saw-toothed backs. Mm. Um, so uh, the... Native American pronunciation for this is the miship Mishipishu is mm-hmm. the or the water panther. Uh, the tribe affiliation is Objiqui, Algonquin, Ottawan, Ottawa, uh, Menominee, Shawnee, and Cree. So there's all different kinds. I mean, a lot of people believed in the, a lot of different Native American tribes believed in the the water panther, mm. uh, as well as a lot of them believed that the water panther was also The enemy to the Thunderbird Thunderbird. as well. Nice. I knew we were going to bring it back to the water, the water, the underwater panther sometime. Super eel. But you know, to fight it, Joe, to fight the underwater panther, Uh all you need underwater crossbow. You know what I mean?
0: Sure. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Is
0: that a Marvel reference? I don't get. No. No.
1: No. Okay. It's called a harpoon, Joe. That's the whole joke. It's an underwater crossbow, but it's called a harpoon. But Why it's do not, I, If, it's it, if not, I have to explain it to you, it's not funny. Because
0: it's not funny.
1: Ah, oh, it was funny. It was a funny for everybody else. A crossbow has
0: a very specific shape. <laughs> a harpoon doesn't have that specific cross
1: shape. But, but it shape. shoots an arrow. Yeah. Very much, or a harpoon. A harpoon. Harpoon, harpoon gun. Yeah. Can't we just call it an underwater crossbow from now on? No,
0: if it had a cross... Bow shape!
1: I'm out of here. I'm just kidding. I'm, t- I'm You're in this for here. the long haul. You're still here.
0: So before we get into some minutiae, let's talk about
1: don't, types. Don't get, don't get bogged down in the minutiae. Don't, don't get bogged. That is a <laughs> completely <laughs> inside joke. I apologize, curiosos.
0: So there's many different uh, writers throughout the years that have tried to categorize these types of... Creatures. Just a few that I jotted down from a book called In the Wake of Sea Serpents. Number one is the merhorse mm-hmm. type of uh, sea serpent. Anywhere from 40 to 100 feet long, large eyes, smooth skin, and of course, a mane.
1: Okay. That makes sense.
0: So, And if you look throughout history, there have been a few that look horse-headed with some kind of mane
1: and i will uh i will even throw it back to mermaids where we talked about the hippocampus exactly. which is a a mer horse type mm-hmm. of creature so that i mean that I'll, so i believe it was pliny the elder mm. And we talked about this during Mermaids, where he thinks that there is, for every creature that's on land, right? right. There, is, there is an equal and opposite creature that's in the sea. Yeah. So of you have horses on land, you have seahorses in the sea. Right. You have dogs on land, you, got you have dog Sea dogs, in- you, know, you, have, um, yeah, dogfish, mm-hmm. you know. You have, yeah, uh, dogfish, you know. You have pigs, and then you also have sea pigs. You have so-
0: elephants named Dumbo, you have octopuses called Dumbo octopuses. <laughs> Seriously, you do.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. what, but that's my point. So, But he believed that they were almost exactly the same except for sea-like.
0: Okay, well, what about the – call back to our vampires episode. Mm-hmm. Vampires up here, and we have vampire squid in
1: the ocean. We do, mm. absolutely. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that there are there, – there can be lines drawn, but obviously not everything that – the evolution of it, it just doesn't work like that. Okay. So, you know, obviously we have – things that you know we have lions and then we have sea lions well right. lions are they nothing, th- like. nothing like sea lions right. they're not the same exact thing we just call them sea lions you know right. uh you know you don't actually have a lion with a mane and teeth and claws that, that Well it's usually you know. based
0: on on resemblance or yeah.
1: color patterns like uh, the lionfish
0: yeah you know
1: uh, but you're not going to have a, a, a sea lion with a mane that's going out and attacking sea gazelles. It just—you uh, know what I'm saying? Like, it's right. not one for one. Right. You right, know? Right. so Multi-humped? Don't giggle. I'm, I'm not. I'm good. These, I am stoic these right now. These sea
0: creatures would have multiple humps. Not, <laughs> not like the kind we occasionally enjoy— On, you know, frosty cold uh, evenings with with our significant others. That
1: reminds me, you know, of the kind of serpentine thing where you would see several humps coming up out of the water.
0: Right. right? Uh, Generally whale-like, 50 to 100 feet long with the several humps, Mm -hmm. noticeable humps. Yeah. Long-necked varieties, 30 to 70 feet long, typically with small heads, two to four flippers. So hmm.
1: now those are the ones that you know. I think a lot of people think uh, are possibly plesiosaurs, plesiosaurs, mosasaur, and even the bacillosaurus. Okay, so they're they're kind of like they look a lot like how you would think the traditional brontosaurus would look, but instead of having four like uh, elephant. Type of feet, mm-hmm. they have four flippers, right? Very exactly. much akin to the flippers of a walrus, mm-hmm. you know. So, the, and those are real creatures that have existed that are in the fossil record,
0: right? Walruses so, definitely.
1: What, no, I mean I'm talking about like the <laughs> plesiosaur <laughs> yeah. and the mosasaur and all the other ones that you were talking right, about.
0: Right. Similar to that is a multi-finned type of sea serpent, fifty to seventy feet long, whale-like with armored skin. I don't know why that's uh, there's a difference with multiple fins and also a dorsal fin. That would be, I guess, the the, the fin on the back. yes.
1: Yeah, just very much like a shark would have. Right. An or most whales. Yeah. You know?
0: Super otter. And no, it's not a seventies band. Oh, that would be a great band name. Yeah. Super otter is a type that is otter like, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, with a long
1: tail. And
0: typically gray or beige in
1: color. Really? Mm hmm. See, now that seems to me very much like what you're describing mm-hmm. sounds very much to me like a manatee. Manatee, a seal, the sort of
0: like, you know, football shaped creatures. Oh, yeah. Which there are a lot of those, you know, yeah. with the the blubber and the Why the are swimming. you looking at me like that? <laughs> I'm just, just saying, you in a pool.
1: Okay, so. <laughs> What's funny is I was watching an old Histories Mysteries. Do you remember that show? Oh yeah. With yeah. the guy who had that golden voice he would talk between, you yeah. know, right when you came back from the commercials. Mm. I was watching an old one of those that I found on YouTube about sea serpents. Mm. And Sam was sitting down and watching it with me and he's like sea serpents don't exist. And I said, "Sam, there <laughs> are I, it, it's it's very possible that not necessarily like a mythological creature, you know, exist that's a sea serpent, mm. and and we'll get to this a lot later on. But there are plenty of creatures that do actually exist that right. could be confused, or you don't know what it is mm. that you could call a sea serpent. I would argue. Oh yeah. That I, I'm going to show my hand here, Joe. Mm. I would argue that sea serpents do exist. In a, in some way, shape, or form, I would in agree. And s- s- yeah, yes. and and. Just because we have already categorized them and we've mm-hmm. named them as something else, right. does not make them n- does not make them not a sea serpent. That's double <laughs> negative. <laughs> right: Do, Go ahead, go, go. Does not make them not a sea serpent.: There
0: you go. <laughs> nice.: uh, Marine sarin?
1: Sau- sour- Saruman? Saruman?
0: Saruman?
1: No. Sauron? 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 No. Sauron, I always get those two confused. Is it like a big glowing eye in the middle of the sea? Marine saurian,
0: uh, alligator-like, long head, long tail, with scales. So more of the more of the gator, okay. You know, crocodile, like a, but a gator of the sea. Yes, large. instead of
1: like in the swamp.
0: Right, be uh, longer, you know, longer mouth, bigger teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, well,
1: you have certain fish like the sawfish and stuff like that, which right. is very yeah, could be definitely confused for that sort of thing. Super eel.
0: Not another '70s band, man.
1: You keep on coming <laughs> up with all know. these great names. That w- I think Super Eel, uh, and then Super Otter would be the, like the album name. I don't know. No, anyway, no, uh, yeah, I, something like that. Some like serious like wall of sound, maybe some funk. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm
0: just <laughs> so typically twenty to hundred feet long, coarse eel like, no limbs. So your typical eel. serpent shape.
1: Now, I I think I might have even mentioned this before. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even at the top of the hour when I had discussed my grandfather, okay, uh, he – we would always go out fishing off of his pier. I would fish off of his boat. We would go crabbing, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you a little story, and it's just one of my favorites. And and hopefully I don't ruin this for an anecdote later on. But (laughs) my grandfather would capture eels – by accident, in his crab pots, yeah, yeah. you know they would slither in. Couldn't mm-hmm. figure out how to slither out. Right. He would take them, you know, and throw them on the top of the, you know, the piling, mm-hmm. and then he would just lop their head right off. And he would actually take and I, I'm sorry, he would take and nail their head to the piling with right. with a hammer and a nail. Uh-huh. Then he would cut around like the their collar around their yeah, neck, yeah, 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 and em. skin them, peel them while they were still alive. Then he would take a cleaver, hack their head off, Mm -hmm. and then bring them up to my grandma, right? And this is when she would already have, like, something on the stove cooking or whatever. Mm -hmm. But every time he would get an eel so it wouldn't slither out, he would bring this writhing eel up to my grandma, which she would cut it up and throw it in the pan while it was still wiggling. Mm -hmm. Like, And this is is a thing that I used to witness on a semi-regular basis. That's why you're so scarred. That my grandfather and my grandmother would do, and and she would cook this eel, and my grandfather would eat it, and he freaking loved it. He just was crazy about eel. Sometimes she would make an eel stew. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Different things like that. Eel but it was a
0: prized, prized delicacy in some some parts of the world. Yeah. So well, I, my, one of my favorite things to eat when I go for sushi. I know it's not technically sushi because it's usually smoked. Yeah. But it's my favorite thing.
1: Yeah. You know, is is eel unagi. Yeah, I, and my grandfather loved it, you know? Mm-hmm. But it, it just, like, man, just watching him just lop that thing off, and it's this wiggling, mm-hmm. snake-like, nasty creature, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? With these nasty teeth up in front, he would literally nail its head to the piling. <laughs> but I used to think, I mean, basically, he's pulling a sea serpent out of the, his, his creek, out of his creek. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. He would put, We don't actually call it crick. No. Here, no, they're <laughs> actually creeks. But you go a little further down south, they will call the, them creeks. Uh, yes, but yeah. So he's basically pulling a sea serpent straight out of the water, right? You know? well,
0: at your small, fragile age, yeah, sea serpent. I'm, I, I think what we're talking about is the ginormous, you know,
1: dwarfing. You're talking creatures. about what we're talking about are the. Gigantic, monstrous sea serpents. yes, so yes. now, so I
0: think a super eel would be like take you know one of the biggest eels mm-hmm. uh, and multiply it by like ten, a moray. Ten, five you know that's a more yeah, uh yeah, and make it huge like a whale, yeah, you know, I think that would be considered a sea serpent,
1: yeah, but also you know there's there's something and we 've mentioned this several times. Uh, When we talked about the Thunderbird episode and we talked about Mothman and things like that Mm -hmm. where, you know, you're on the ocean blue. Right. And you see something in the waves over there. You're not 100 percent sure how close it is, how far it is. Distance. There's
0: nothing to identify size, relative size, you know, unless it's next to a buoy or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if you're out in the – Open ocean you got nothing yeah it 's really hard reference. to
1: tell exactly mm-hmm. how far away it is, especially right. if the sun is shining, you mm-hmm. know, but I mean you can plus uh, to not to mention the fact that ripples get bigger throughout time, so mm-hmm. you know it goes up, it bobs down, and you just see those ripples, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and they just continue to get bigger and continue to get bigger, so yeah, but uh, a couple of things that we want to stay away from while we discuss this episode mm-hmm. we don 't specifically want to mention. Uh, okay we'll we're, we'll mention them real quick mm. but there's been several sightings throughout places and we probably will will do episodes on each one of these but some of the major sea serpents around the world mm. that are named you have nessie or the loch ness monster right you have chessy or the chesapeake Sea monster that's a relatively from, from new the one. Chesapeake Bay. Uh, you say it's new, but I mean... how not as old as Caddy. It, it's not. It's not. Uh, but I will also say that Chessie, the Chesapeake Sea Monster, mm. is on the top of one of my favorite buildings, which happens to be the Ripley's Believe It or Not in Baltimore. Oh, You have right. the gigantic yeah. Chessie sculpture that's going all around the top, and he's mm-hmm. pick, lifting a boat up. Right, right. So one of my, one of my favorites. Hi, Nora. Hi, Nora. Mm. Uh, you also have... Uh, What was the one you just mentioned? So the guy that you're talking about, Caddy, the guy, the the sea creature, creature. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he's nicknamed Cadby, Cadby, Caddy, and uh, short for Cadborosaurus, he is on the Pacific coast of North America, and he's derived from the name of Cadboro Bay. That's in uh, Greater Victoria, British Columbia.
0: And those sightings were throughout the 18th and the 19th century. -hmm. Mostly. And
1: then you also have Champ, which is on Lake Champlain. Champlain. Champlain, yeah.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I spilled Champlain on your boobs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we want to kind of stay away from those guys because we might do an episode about each one of them in turn. I'm thinking possibly. We're talking about the greater overarching of the. As a whole. Yeah. So, Joe, I think we're going to go through some sightings. Of sea creatures that aren't specifically named. These are just sightings throughout history and time that, uh, that cannot be attributed to being these specific ones that we were just talking about. Okay. Chessie, Nessie, Champ, Ogopogo. That's another Ogopogo. one I forgot about. Mm-hmm. Ogopogo. So, because we're probably going to be doing an episode about each one of those in, in turn throughout time. So, here's one uh, August 6th, 1848. The Royal Navy frigate HMS Diadalus was uh, cruising near the Cape of Good Hope. It was uh, the officer of watch. He spotted an object in the sea, uh, and then he grabbed the captain, other crew members. They all got to the deck, and they looked at it. It was a very large sea snake or possibly a sea serpent. (laughs) They estimated to be about 60 feet long. It was 15 inches in diameter. And move through the sea with its head some four feet above the water. Hmm. What's weird about it is that it didn't seem to move quickly. It it moved quickly through the water, but it it didn't move with either vertical or horizontal undulation. So where you kind of see like – have you ever seen like the lawn ornaments that are like a sea serpent? Where it will be like a hump and then a hump and then a hump. It'll be like a little piece of a tail, and then a hump, oh, yeah, and a the, hump, and a like hump. The concrete ones. That, yeah, yeah, and then like a head. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What they're saying is it did not do that undulation that up and down, a waveform, s- serpentine. Yeah. You know, so it just seemed to go quickly through the water, just straightforward, like hmm. like like it had a propeller or something. You know okay. what I mean? So the creature was dark brown, shaded to yellow white underneath of the throat. And then on the back, there seemed to be a seaweed-like mane, and they observed it for about 20 minutes. Hmm. So they kind of, I guess, watched it swim off. Hmm. In 1937, Alfred Peterson, he was a nurse aboard a British troop ship in the China Sea. He spotted what he thought was a big tree floating in the sea. A few minutes later, he noticed it was still there, and it was actually keeping pace with his ship. Yeah. He definitely It definitely piqued his interest, and uh, what he saw was a, about a 25-foot-long grayish, blackish body with a head shaped like a giraffe.
0: 1879, Captain Davidson uh, was sailing through the Cape of Satano, and that's pretty much right off the coast of Japan, mm-hmm. when a whale jumped clear out of the sea about 1,300 feet from the ship. Uh, What was remarkable about it was Davidson uh, said he saw something holding on to the belly of the whale. What? Mm Mm-hmm. And he said it was a large creature, like a a snake-like creature. The creature rose almost 30 feet out of the water, Davidson said, and then after several minutes, it receded back into the water And uh, Captain Davidson drew the creature, uh, and he drew it with a double-finned
1: tail. I have one from fairly recently. This is a sighting from 1985 in San Francisco Bay. A pair of twins, Robert and William Clark, were sitting in a car near the seawall. And they watched two seals swimming extremely uh, fast across the bay when they noticed a large black snake-like animal was chasing the seals, which is why the seals were running, or Mm -hmm. rather, swimming away. Right. They saw the creature, uh, it was moving, and it was forming its body into coils and wiggling up and down in in the seawater to kind of get, you know, to propel itself. Right, right. The animals apparently, the animal also apparently had a small, translucent fan-like fins that acted as stabilizers Hmm. on the side of it. That one sounds familiar. Yeah. So I have one, another one from 1905, so kind of going back further in time. It was December 7th at 10.15 a.m. Nickel and Mead Waldo uh, were some researchers, uh, and they were on a research cruise ship, uh, the, a, a yacht called Valhalla. Valhalla! It was uh, about 15 miles east of the mouth of Brazil's – I'm sorry if I mispronounced this, but Paraiba River. When, when Nickel spotted a dorsal fin, which resembled no fish that he had previously seen. Hmm. He turned to his companion and he said, is that a fin of a great fish? Like, you know, like a big fish. Right, right, right. It was 1907, yeah, 1905, yeah. Joe. That's, is that a fin of a great fish? <laughs> uh, Mead Waldo looked and the fin was cruising past them at several hundred yards from the yacht. They described it as a dark seaweed brown and somewhat crinkled at the edge. The visible part of the fin was roughly rectangular, about six feet long and eighteen inches to to two feet wide. Okay They pulled out the binoculars and started looking at it, and imme- uh, immediately a head on the long neck rose out of the water in front of the frill. Hmm. He estimated the neck was about the thickness of a uh, of a man's body, and from seven to eight feet. Uh, it was seven to eight feet out of the water. The head and the neck were about the same thickness. The head was very turtle-like in appearance, and they said that the color of the head and neck was a dark brown above and a like a whitish from below. Mm-hmm. So very, very much like fish markings, you would think, like kind of yeah, white yeah, underneath, like a white belly sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So they said the neck threw up a significant wave where it entered the water. Below the water, they could see... Uh, a very large brownish patch, but could not make out the shape of the creature. In 1929, he wrote to a uh, he actually wrote to writer Rupert T. Gold, and he said, I would never forget poor Nicole's face of amazement when we looked at each other after we had passed out of sight of it. The sighting lasted several minutes, and the Valhalla drew, drew away from the creature, and the yacht was traveling under sail, so they could not turn about to pursue. But at 2 a.m. on December 8th, the day after, some crew members said that they saw what appeared to be almost the same animal entirely submerged underwater. And it was overtaking the – it was passing the Valhalla at a speed of about nine knots. Wow. So, man, there's a lot of crazy creatures out there in the sea. Yeah. And some that we haven't seen yet. Here's the thing. Uh, I love the deep sea. One of
0: these days, we'll get around to doing an episode about that. Yeah. But this planet is three-quarters water, you know? <laughs> there are places that we cannot go. We've only skimmed the surface, literally, of the water. Uh, we discover new species, you know, every other day down there. when we send down ROVs or manned submarines. Um so there are plenty of places for large creatures to possibly hide. And that brings me to to my my thing is what what do you need, uh, you know, for something this large to be sustained?
1: Well, really if you think about it, not as much as you would think. I mean, you have you, you think about these food, gigantic f-
0: yeah, food source, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Uh space, And how do they reproduce? There has to be more than one. And I'm sure there are. But they have – they probably have spawning areas and and things like that just like Mm -hmm. any other animal. But you have – think about these like filter feeders, like these gigantic – you know, these gigantic whales that you have. Yeah, the basking shark, the Mm -hmm. the big mouth shark. You know – You have all these, you know, sharks and whales that are filter feeders, Mm -hmm. and they are basically eating, you know, krill. krill. Which are like one of the tiniest. One of the tiniest uh, creatures in the sea. Crustaceans, yeah. Yeah. But you have other ones that are just sustaining themselves on plankton, you know. They're just sucking it all in and blowing it all out the other end, you know. (laughs) Right. So my point is, is that, you know. There is so much food in the ocean. They could live down in the Marianas Trench, and we would never know about them. I mean, we're— Plenty of animals do. And we're finding new creatures all the time. Yeah. You know? So for there to be a gigantic sea serpent population— Sea Mm -hmm. serpent (laughs) population—at the bottom of the Marianas Trench, I would not be surprised. Okay. All right. All right, kids. So we have a Zazzle account now. So, do you remember when we did that Kentucky Meat Shower t-shirt? Mm-hmm. We have a Kentucky Meat Shower t-shirt up on our Zazzle account. That's right. And that Zazzle account is www.zazzle.com backslash Curioso Podcast. And we're going to be making sure we put that out there so you guys can see it. And we're going to continue to put some other merchandise up on it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So, keep an eye out and get some shirts.
1: Because we need to keep the lights on, we need to keep that, uh... Curioso thing curious. And we just need to keep that bandwidth flowing. So, if you could buy some merchandise, and uh, that'll help us pay for the bandwidth, we would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, and if your friends ask you where you got that shirt, or what it means, tell them.
0: Tell them about the Curioso podcast. Tell them how much you love it, tell them how much you love
1: me, and you like Chris. What? What? Such a <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, Curiosos.
0: Uh, let's talk suspects. So we've mentioned uh, a few here and there. Uh, whales. There are many, many different kinds of whales. Some have dorsal fins. Some have these little, you know, little ridges, little humps. If you, if you were uh, some are strange and crazy and gigantic. The blue whale alone is the largest creature that has
1: ever lived on this planet. Mm -hmm.
0: And they're strange looking. You know, what if you... But I would
1: say that, that, like, a lot of sea serpents also mm -hmm. have been mistaken for tiny little islands.
0: Uh, yeah, Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that
1: it... I'm just... My point is, is that... Is that you think that's an island over there? You're like, oh, that's strange. It's a right. deserted island. You right. go to check it out, and it moves. And it's a whale, and it's a whale. <laughs> right. So I'm just saying, and vice that versa. That's, You're like, is that a whale? Oh, it's just an island. But you know. <laughs> but my point is, is that with a whale also. If it's kind of floating on the surface of the water, mm-hmm. okay, just floating there, doing a little breathing, whatever it does, mm-hmm. you can only really see just the little tiny tip of it, very much like an iceberg.
0: Depends on right? what kind of whale you're talking
1: about. Okay, but Some my- are
0: more active when they come up, you know, and they, they'll, you know, undulate yeah. and, and cause that serpentine motion. Some will flap their, their fins. Some jump, you know, they'll, they'll, what do they call that, breach? Yeah, water like a like a torpedo. So, it depends on what kind of whale you saw, if it was a whale. And we've already mentioned basking sharks, mm-hmm. uh, whale sharks.
1: Well, I'm sorry. What what is a basking shark specifically?
0: A basking shark. Yeah, they're ginormous uh,
1: plankton eaters. So they are the, they're the guys like the filter feeders. Well, right? and
0: so are whale sharks. Whale yeah. sharks are. A bit more streamlined, mm-hmm. very wide mouth. They don't open as as big as like a basking shark. Yeah, you have frill sharks.
1: That was one that I was going to mention, Joe. You took it from me.
0: Uh, they <laughs> are. The, I mean, sharks alone are an ancient, ancient species.
1: Well, they're, they've been around as long as dinosaurs have, right?
0: Uh, you know?
1: And frill sharks are
0: pretty scurry
1: looking. Yeah, they are. They. I mean. Typically, when they're birthed, they're about 15 to 21 inches long, or 39 to 55 centimeters. But uh, when they get to maturity, the males are 3.2 to 3.6 feet long, or about 1.1 meters. The females can go from 4.4 feet to 4.9 feet, or about 1.5 meters long. So the, maxi- the maximum really that we've ever seen a, a, a frilled shark is about 6.4 feet or about two meters long. So that's kind mm-hmm. of like the upper echelon of size. Right. So – but they uh, – they, their gestation is about three to five years and, uh, you know, they have like two to 12 pups you know, mm-hmm. pup sharks. Right. They're thought by some cryptozoologists to be responsible for certain sea serpent sightings because they're very eel-like, right? Y- they're yeah. You know, they're very long and spindly and they, you know, undulate. They move. They have that waveform when, they, when, they, yeah, when they swim.
0: Shark uh, species alone have some pretty radical – designs. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I've talked to you before about the goblin shark.
1: Yeah, those things are crazy. We talked about them during goblins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, one... Oh, no, not goblins. Gremlins. Gremlins. Um, I think. Maybe. I don't know.
0: I think so. Possibly. Go back and listen and tell us if we (laughs) mentioned that. So here's the thing. If... Any number of those sharks you've never seen before in seventeen, sixteen hundred, something like that, and you've seen, you know, nurse sharks or great whites or you know, your basic sharks, you know, the ones that you probably know don't get in the water with them. What if one of these low atmosphere sharks in the water comes up one day? Maybe it's sick, maybe it's feeding on something. And you see it, and it's it's a shark, but you don't know that. Yeah. What would you think? You know, a 13, a 16, an 18-foot-long creature that you've never seen before. It is a shark, but you don't know that because all you see is remnants or pieces that look possibly shark-like, but it's no it's, – it, there's no shark in your brain that it fits, mm-hmm. you know? So that's one of the major suspects, I think.
1: I would say uh, another suspect, Joe, would be, uh, and I, I'm, this was one that's near and dear to your heart, mm. but the octopi. Oh yeah, the humble 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 <laughs> that's a squid. octopi. That's a squid. Sorry, <laughs> the humble octopi. Well, I would say even squid as well. Uh, uh,
0: yes, cephalopods in general are strange and bizarre. Yeah. Now the l- and squiggly. They're all squiggly. Very squiggly. Uh, octopuses, especially, they're all muscle. Yeah. You know, they are super squiggly. If you can fit their beak through something, their entire body can squish down and they can fit through it. Yeah. Um, Now, the largest octopus is the giant Pacific octopus. And they get pretty damn big, you know, 12, 14 foot, you know, maybe a little bit bigger from arm to arm. Mm -hmm. Sort of a reddish brown, uh, typically. That's a big creature.
1: Now, but the thing is, is that we're—we don't want to go too much into octopus because we obviously want to do an episode specifically about octopus. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about sea serpents, we're talking about the serpentine kind of creatures. Right. However, octopus definitely are a monster of the deep. Right.
0: But if you only saw—now, here's the thing. If you only saw maybe a tentacle. Yeah. You know, uh, kind of flailing in and out of the water— yeah, you would think from a distance or something that is the sea serpent mm-hmm. because it's you know a, a six foot maybe an eight foot long tentacle flopping in and out of the water. What what does that with a with the sort of a craned shape you know uh, of a tentacle? Yeah, but they don't typically come out of the water as much as no. Know. But but if they're fighting something now, here's yeah. the thing. Uh, Giant Pacific octopus, they take down sharks. Yeah. They will, you know, full grown sharks. They will take them down. So if they're hunting, you know, and in the struggle, uh, maybe they're, you know, they breach the, the water's edge and, you know, an arm is flailing up or something, that could possibly be, you know, a, a point of contact for your, your eyeballs to go, what the hell is that? Yeah. And not know. You know, because mm-hmm. everything else is happening b- below the waterline.
1: Yeah, and then go home and
0: write a manga about it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, squid, they too can get rather large. The largest being the Archituthis, which they are a deep, deep, deep sea squid. And there is also the Colossal Squid, which gets pretty damn big, but they tend They're to be like m- the next size down. Right. They be- tend to be more rotund in and- girth. Definitely. Uh, If someone saw one of those, you know, (laughs) underneath their boat scooting by, yeah, you might think that's a sea monster or a sea serpent because when squids swim, everything kind of like elongates. You know, the tentacles kind of pull in and their dorsals, well, they kind of run uh, parallel, can swim Mm serpentine-like, you know, Um, very fast, very fast. So yeah, that's that's another suspect. Seals, as we mentioned, dolphins. There are different types of dolphins. Narwhals, alligators, and plain old
1: debris. You know, uh, trees, logs, boat pieces. I, I saw trench. where uh, where they suggested possibly uh, a Native American canoe that hmm. had a serpent painted on the side of it. Yeah, that might Hiawatha. have gotten yeah, that might have gotten away from its tether or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so just an old boat, you know, that's seen damage. Or yeah, or sinking, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, uh any number of things uh could probably fit a lot of these appearances. Mhm. One of my
1: favorites is the
0: oarfish.
1: Yeah. Now that is there's been a lot of sightings of those recently, oh yeah, yeah. off the coast of california mm-hmm. uh as well that have just kind of come up onto the beach and people have like pulled them up and things like that, but they are crazy long
0: yeah yeah they're they're serpentine like absolutely you know? uh this like short, stubby head, yeah uh, and what something Very like- much
1: like a like what is it like a the tropical like bullfish mm-hmm. whatever that has the very like blunt You know, blunt nose, Mm -hmm. you know? They look very similar to that up front. Right. Uh, Usually silverish, sometimes spotted. They're, they're like, silverish and bluish with, like, red and yellow accents.
0: Right. And they have these crazy, like, fin
1: things. The Um, the dorsal fin at the very top.
0: Yeah, but then they also have these, like, little aileron doodads underneath Mm -hmm. that are, like, almost like feelers. Yeah. And... It's neat because in the water, they swim just using their dorsal fin. It kind of undulates like a snake. Yeah. So they can get their whole body into it. But most of the time to position themselves vertically, horizontally, whatever their direction they're going, their dorsal fin, which runs down the entire length of their body, uh, will undulate and that propels them through the water.
1: So far, you know, we we've talked about you know the octopus and all that, but the the two that really get me are that the the, fr- the frilled shark mm. and the oarfish. Yeah, those two specifically are to me, they are sea serpents. They are. They are. Yeah. P- pretty much, probably the reason why we have a lot of these sightings. Yeah, it, yeah. because those just those two creatures. I mean. You know, until I really looked it up and I saw pictures of it and saw how long it is. I mean, and there are pictures going back that, that look that are from, you know, early 1900s oh, yeah. of these gigantic oarfish. Where yeah. w- when I say this, I'm not joking 12, 15 men. Holding one of these things mm-hmm. up, you know, and mm-hmm. I've seen modern day pictures of them, yeah. and I've seen ones from like you know the the 1900s yeah. of them holding yes. it, and they're the same fish. Yeah. Well, not it's
0: not that. Old. Well, I mean, not the same not fish. Not the I same mean, exact fish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The the same type of fish, the or fish. Mm-hmm. So you know that obviously to me, is it, that is a that is a freaking sea serpent right mm-hmm. there. You know. Well, um, but. I well, mean, obviously they're not reptilian. No, you know what I mean. No. They're they're not a serpent like a snake, mm-hmm. but they are serpentine. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So I have a few more for you, Joe. Okay. So, Joe, have you ever heard of the garpike?
0: Hmm. It's a really long, narrow snout.
1: Very yeah, and yeah, very, very long fish, and very they're a, they're a bony fish mm-hmm. as opposed to say like a shark, which is mostly made out of cartilage, right? Or what are the other uh, array? Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, instead of like a, what, are they, what else do they call them? Uh, cartilage Or uh, a stingray. Yeah, they're, they're members of shark. the shark family. Yeah, yeah. so stingray, sharks, those kind of things, mm-hmm. they are, you know, they have the, the the cartilage bone. Yes. So instead of, but these are actual real bony fish. Mm-hmm. So they also have very armored-like uh, scales. Mm-hmm. So – and uh, they, they have some pretty nasty teeth as well. Yeah, they do. Garpikes yeah. also have a, a gas bladder which uh, uh, is supplied by their, their blood. Mm-hmm. So their blood actually takes the gas out of it you know, from mm-hmm. breathing through the water and they create a, like a bladder to help them float. For buoyancy, yeah. Yeah, for buoyancy. They rise to the surface to dispel waste air from the bladder and refill its contents with fresh air. So they will come to the surface. Mm-hmm. So there you go. You know, mm-hmm. those nice long fish come to the surface. Also, the, the source of the fresh air helps garpike survive in very polluted, uh, anoxic water. So they can survive where a lot of other fish cannot because they can come to the surface and actually kind of breathe. Refill. Yeah, yeah like yeah. refill. So, you know, that would, it would normally be intolerable for a lot of other fish. Uh, And one of the crazy other other things, too, is that Garpike will actually drown if they're caught in a net and denied access to the surface. So if they get caught and they can't go to the surface, Mm. they can actually drown underwater. Hmm. They're a really kind of crazy fish that actually has a bit – can breathe, you know, know, just like – not exactly like humans can, but – they can actually go to the surface very much like whales do you right, know and right. take a what's, breath so
0: what's the invasive species that we have here
1: oh the the uh, the snakehead fish
0: right they can actually walk not walk not like get up on their legs and like take a stroll but they can like muddy the mud skipper right migrate yeah. across you know ponds and lakes and things to get to Fresh water sources, yeah, Not and fresh can water, breathe for a
1: short time in, right. in the air. Right. So uh, garpike are very cylindrical in shape, like a cigar, and have a long jar, are equipped with many, many sharp teeth. And then, like you were talking about, that long, flat snout. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, you know, in some of these lakes, you know, uh, you know these, you know, the Great Lakes, places like that, where you see these creatures could very well be the gar pike. Yeah,
0: yeah. So
1: here's another relative of the gar pike which is called the alligator gar. Oh, yeah, I've seen those guys. Now, those these are nasty looking. These are very similar to the normal gar except for their noses are even more flat and they have those nasty teeth mm-hmm. and they're ju- I mean they're they're you yeah, know, ugly. They're, they're they're real <laughs> ugly. <laughs> yeah. So they're like the um prehistoric relatives of the of megafish that inhabit many parts of the world but today they you know mainly north and central america mm-hmm. but really where they congregate are around like the rivers around the gulf of mexico okay. so i'm talking like texas louisiana you know like right, right in there like I remember some those. florida
0: yeah well when i was a little kid we lived in um, brownsville texas and there was always these giant piers going out into the Gulf and people would catch stingrays and sharks and gar and just random weird things. Yeah. Um, Portuguese man of wars, which are these crazy purpley blue little bladders of air. Yeah. But the bottom is dingly dangly, you know. Well, crazy tentacles because they're a jellyfish. Yeah. A t- so, what if a, you saw a one sort of those?
1: Of type of jellyfish. I would say that jellyfish, gigantic man o' wars or jellyfish, could very well be, uh, be mistaken for a sea serpent as well.
0: What if you saw a, a lion's mane jelly, which, mm-hmm. boom, they're huge. Yeah. You know, huge red, and you just see this thing like bobbing up in the top of the ocean.
1: So another type of fish that—so I have, the, you know, the gar, the alligator gar. There's also another possible fish that could be confused, uh, and that would be the sturgeon. Oh, the sturgeon. The sturgeon. Yeah. i mean— go,
0: Sturgeon, sturgeon.
1: Going to sturgeon, brother. Um <laughs> So, I mean, the sturgeon can be a very large fish. It can get up to, like, five, six feet long. Oh, bigger than that. Yeah, so yeah. 200 pounds, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, uh, they have a tendency when they hear a boat or they get near a boat, mm-hmm. they will jump out of the water and can jump up to seven feet high. Yeah. So, in fact, I found an article where a sturgeon—and and, and, and this, this came out in 2015. I mean, mm-hmm. this happened this year, like, you know, in July. Mm-hmm. Um, a sturgeon jumped— Onto a boat as it was going down a river, it injured two people and killed a five year old little girl. Oh, wow. So it actually jumped out of the water and and killed a little girl and injured her nine year old brother and hurt her mother. Mm. So, I mean, that's they obviously can be dangerous. Now, this is the very first time they've had like a a record of, you know, a sturgeon jumping out and actually killing someone.
0: But I mean, you're you're talking over 200 pounds at. Velocity, times speed, plus that giant bony head. Yeah, you know. Plus, they're also armored. Yeah, they have these these like armored spikes on you know all not all sides, but on the sides and the the dorsal area. Mm-hmm. So they're very formidable, you know, projectile. For, very formidable fish if it's yeah. being
1: you know tossed your way. Oh, something else that I also forgot to mention, Joe. The alligator gar, mm. their eggs are actually poisonous to humans. Really? So do not touch alligator gar eggs. Okay. So they typically do not attack humans. Mm. You know, like you, you know, I mean, neither do sharks and things like that. Every once in a while you get an attack. Well, they, but, no, they do attack. But they don't. They don't mean to. Yeah, and they that, that's the thing. tend to spit you so, out and then you die from bleeding to death. Yeah. Well, I mean, you not know, a whole lot of people have actually died from shark attacks. That's what Shark I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. So, for pop culture, mm-hmm. you know, just our kind of. Oh, uh, before we get into pop culture, um, one of the things that I love, the idea of medieval maps. Oh, and yeah. And that here there be dragons sort of thing, yeah. out, and outlining part of the ocean. And the whole reason why they started doing that was to show that. We've never been there before, so we don't really know what's there. Right. So you'll, you'll typically see, you know, like a, like a sea serpent. And you'll see other things, too, like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode where you'll have, like, the sea pigs and stuff like that. Right, attacking sometimes boats.
0: whirlpools or, you know, storm clouds or, you know, tridents because there's mermaids there. Yeah. But anything that th- they've Sirens they— Sirens, singing their siren song. Right. They haven't mapped that part of the ocean yet. Yeah. So that's how they would So would of kind of fill it in. <laughs> denote,
1: you know, uh, maybe over here, maybe over there. Now, uh, listeners, I need your help with this because— I remember a movie and I can't remember what it was. I was thinking maybe it was Cabin Boy or something like that, but maybe. Basically the joke was is that they, you know, it was a here there be sea serpents, you know, thing at the end of the map. Mm-hmm. And you know, the one guy was like, "Oh, well that's no, I mean they just do that to kind of fill in the map." Mm-hmm. And then they go there and there's actually like the exact <laughs> sea serpent that's on the map right. and it attacks them. And if you could remember what movie that is, please uh, send us an email feedback at the Curioso, and let us know and we 'll make sure we read it because uh that 's important for me to know because I looked at i i I tried my Google Foo, <laughs> and apparently my Google foo was not good enough to figure it out
0: yeah you 've been frustrated about that for days I really
1: have been, and it's it 's killing me so but all right, Joe, so one of the other things that I wanted to talk about was Beanie and Cecil hmm. Huh? Did you ever watch Beanie and Cecil? I have no clue what you're talking about. Okay. So I didn't watch it a whole lot as a kid, but I have definitely seen it. No, it is not. It's actually – it started out in California. Okay. So it was created by a guy named Bob Bob Clampett. Now, Bob Clampett originally worked – he's worked for like all of the big cartoon companies. So he worked for – I know the name. Yeah, so he worked for Disney. He also mm-hmm. worked for Warner Brothers, right. and he did he did several characters for each. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know he did some Donald Duck, and he you know he also did some of the other stuff for, for Warner Brothers. Now, right. So after leaving all that, after leaving Warner Brothers, he eventually started a puppet show that was a uh, ran locally in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was all about Beanie and his friend Cecil, who was the who he was a sock puppet. So the okay. idea is, is, you know, he was a you know sea serpent sock puppet. Okay. So he was Cecil so the, the 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 C6 sea serpent. Is
0: this like lamb Chop? So,
1: yeah, kind of like that. You okay. know. But you also had like a dastardly Dan. Who was another – he was very much like the, the – like Boris and Natasha. Yeah, yeah. Right? The, nightly Whiplash. Yes, kind of Nightly character. Whiplash. You know, kind of like twirling mustache kind of bad guy. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, you had all these, all these characters. But eventually he – after the, the, the puppet show kind of ended, he uh, – it was in 1962 after doing 26 shows of that. He, uh, he started making cartoons and that came on on Saturday morning and that was Beanie and Cecil. Hmm. So uh, if you you really you never watch i never season. you should. It. So basically go, they go on adventures where they you know, I mean, they're kind of globe trotting, okay. right? They go okay. on different adventures, but it's not like I mean, you're not thinking like Johnny Quest where it's all like, you know what I mean? They're they're it's well, all Johnny like, Quest things were sellouts. What, yeah, <laughs> but what they what they were doing is what they call like like red nose cartoons Okay. You know what I mean, like clown yeah, yeah, nose yeah, yeah, cartoons. Yeah. They were slapstick. They were yeah. funny. You know what I mean. So even though they were globe trotting and stuff like that, it wasn't like a, uh, it wasn't like Robotech or anything. You hey, know Scooby what I mean. Do. It was just like a, yeah, it was like Scooby, Scooby Doo, Do. like Do. kind of fun sort of stuff where they would find like an ancient civilization and things mm. like that. You know, and uh, it, it was um, Uncle Captain was Uncle Captain. Yeah, he was okay. the captain of the ship that mm-hmm. they rode around the world. That they, you know, they. Went around the world in, but Uh he was also the, you know, his uncle. All right. So, but yeah, so Cecil was the sea serpent. Now, Mm -hmm. in the TV show, the cartoon, you would never, ever see his tail. Okay, and the whole reason it's kind of like a a throwback to when it was the puppet show. Mm. Of course, you would never see his tail because it's it was an elbow. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so, in the cartoon, you would also never see the end of him or ever see his tail as well. Okay, just so it's kind just of like like a breaking character then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just kind of like a throwback to it, yeah, yeah. which is which is kind of fun. Okay, so so if you ever get the chance, Joe, go onto YouTube. Check out some Beanie and Cecil. Okay. It's pretty will good. Will do. So, oh, uh, the little boy Beanie, he also wore the Beanie cap A be- with the propeller. Of course. So, of course. which is why he was Beanie.
0: Gotcha. These oyster stouts that we've been drinking uh, have made it
1: pretty easy to get through
0: the sea
1: serpents. Sea Yeah, I got um, 16 Mile uh, Brewing Company Delaware Oyster Stout. Pretty good. And man, I love me an oyster stout. And I know that we did the oyster episode mm-hmm. quite a while ago, but. Yeah. Um, I could not find any sea serpent beer. So it's, I went with the oyster stout. It's probably pretty elusive. It, it is elusive. You only
0: see them and you can't really tell what it is.
1: Yeah. And with the way that they <laughs> swim. Oh, yeah. Those sea serpent beers are. You know, know that undulating. Few and, few and far between. Yeah. They're, they're, they're definitely elusive. All right, Joe. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank so, you for uh, showing up. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> just like the serpents. I really don't know what you're trying to affect
1: with that language thing. But the Cis- Yeah, What is that? I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm no good at that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter. I know. I know. I, I, Isn't it better? It's better that I don't actually have. It's be- yeah, it's better that you just make something up. Yeah. So yeah. It, that's what I'm saying. It's South Australian. Okay, I will. I think you're going <laughs> to piss off the Australians who live in the south. Nobody lives in the south of Australia.
0: Yes, they do. No, they don't. Are you sure? No, not at all. Australians,
1: email us. Let us know where you live. And keep an eye out for sea serpents. Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at the You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash theCurioso Podcast. Check out our merchandise on Zazo.com backslash Curioso Podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash curioso podcasts. On the left hand side of theCurioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. And if you're a real curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it will make you feel good about yourself. Fucking Oak Island.
0: It is one of our oldest.
1: It is one of our oldest. Uh, It's number 12, but it was also... I think we should
0: do an Oak Island Revisited.
1: I think we should, too. But because the show to, is a fucking... You need to watch like every single episode <clears throat> in that... Is it on Netflix streaming? No. I'm not going to watch it. Okay, but that's what needs to happen. I, I was watching some of it this week. Maria? It's just like a whole bunch of old dudes digging holes.
0: <laughs> that's funny.
1: They haven't fucking found shit. I know. Because they're not going to find shit. No, because they're you're just still going to te- keep on digging them there's holes. there's still two trees just, or one tree left standing. Just, and nobody's died. Just keep on digging them holes, bro. Oh, god damn. Sometimes I'll say stuff, you know, to you. Mm-hmm. Generally at me. They are, you know, thought by cryptozoologic, you know, cryptozoologics, cryptozoologic,
0: Cryptozoologies? (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Cryptozoologicalists.
1: How'd you say that? (laughs) Cryptozoologists. 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 Oh man, that's awful. They're thought by some (laughs) cryptozoologists. They're thought by some cryptozoologists. <laughs> I don't stop. Just, I actually got it right that time. You didn't. Cryptozoologists. There you go. Yeah. They're thought by some cryptozoologists <laughs> to be responsible for certain sea serpent sightings.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm to have <laughs>
1: Okay, sorry. So great.